Today I want to explore something that I've been wrestling with, and part of that wrestling um, has come from um, our dinner table uh, during the week. Um, the teens came over last night, and they were finishing up, and many of them came to uh, your houses uh, as they did the progressive dinner last night. Um, and the teens were gathering around our table, and they were asking a question of why we had four candles in a circle on our dining room table. And we said, well, it's the Advent wreath. It's not something we just do on Sunday morning. It actually has meaning throughout the whole week as well and through the month. And for us, we've been gathering together and we've been reading different stories. Um, some of them, Josiah will bring his Christmas books down and want to read one of the Bible stories uh, from the different versions. And one that he keeps going to over and over again is wanting to hear about the shepherds. And the farm boy in me just loves it because it's sheep and shepherds and we're getting to explore it. And I started pondering this idea of the shepherds and pondering this theme that I see woven through Scripture is that Jesus is descended from a line of shepherds, King David being a shepherd and tracing the roots back. And yet, Jesus is also called the Good Shepherd. And that Jesus is coming to be our Good Shepherd. And we find in Luke chapter 2, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Shepherds are invited into the narrative by the angels to come to the city of David, the ancestral king who himself is a shepherd because a shepherd was born in the city of David. There's this interesting dialogue and this push and pull between what it means to be a shepherd. And we also read in Matthew's account, in Bethlehem and Judah, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, O you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are not least among the ruling cities, for the ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. God is being called Jesus, the shepherd. And so it made me start to ponder about being a shepherd. What is Jesus coming to do? He's coming to be God with us. A shepherd is one who is with His people. The shepherd out on the hill, is with his sheep, his flock. He's living with them. And it made me think about our first week of Advent and talking about God with us, Emmanuel. That Jesus is the one with us. And then I thought about the troubles that sometimes come with being a shepherd. Think about David's life. Before Goliath, 
We hear he's a shepherd boy. What's going on? What's he having to do as a shepherd? He's having to fight off the lions and the bears. He's having to defend the sheep, the flock. And as I started to look through biblical history and think about the true nature of a shepherd from just the Old Testament, a fact came to mind. And so I wrote it there. A question. True or false? I'm not trying to hide any extra answers in there. It's true or false. you only got two options. If God is with me, I will have all joy and no sorrow. False. Think about it from the perspective of a sheep with his shepherd. If the shepherd is with him, with them, or with the ewes and the rams, is it just green pastures, nice brooks, luscious grass? No, there is still danger. There's still something that can come and to snatch something that can come and destroy. And there's sorrow. And I think this is the imagery that Jesus is wanting us to know. Is that He is the Good Shepherd that is wanting to enter into your life and my life. He is wanting to enter into the lives of your loved ones. The person next to you at work. David was only a glimpse of an earthly shepherd. And Jesus is the fulfillment of what a heavenly shepherd is. And He has come to be God with us. So, is Jesus your shepherd? Is He the one who gets to guide you to help you get from place to place? Are you truly allowing Him to be with you? Or is He just a Sunday morning thing? Do you talk to Him only on your way to church and on your way home? Or do you talk to Him each and every day? Because there's a fact about Jesus. We can read about Jesus. We can pull every commentary off of the shelf and read who He was. Or, we can truly know Him and experience Him, him each and every day. I heard this analogy just this week of the difference between knowing something and really knowing, and I'm going to put the quotations of experiencing something. I can pull off in the library a book about race cars and know that certain race cars go 170 miles an hour. And that sounds like really fun. And we could really get into it. But to actually experience riding in a car that went 170 miles an hour 
is a totally different thing. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, doesn't want you to just know from a book, some commentary or some devotional, that He's the Good Shepherd. Jesus wants you to experience Him being the Good Shepherd in your life. To take hold of God's Word, to hold it close, to experience it. Because His Word is alive and active. And so, what does the Good Shepherd look like? To really experience who He is. I feel we have to turn to Psalms. 23. I don't know that I've ever used Psalm 23 for a Christmas service, but it is David's words talking about the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. Bring honor to His name. Even when I talk, walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. For You are close beside me. Your rod and Your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, Your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will be in the house of the Lord forever. Right off the bat, and this is the one that we love, this is the one that we cling to, is Jesus is with us, our shepherd, in the joys of green pastures. That He is dwelling with us. He's inside us. He's talking to us. He's walking beside us. He's the one who sits down at our table and comforts us in those green pastures and celebrates with us what's going on. I think about the times, the green pastures of my life. Times when I graduated college, graduated seminary, Especially the green pastures of reconnecting with Alicia and us getting to know each other and deciding that this was God's plan to get married. The hope that was there. The great joys. King David was in those moments. He experienced what it was to be in green pastures with God. He was a man after God's own heart. He was in sync, knowing what God was calling him to do and to be. He was getting to experience the joys that come with that relationship. But the psalm didn't end just in green pastures. Verse 4, when I walk through the darkest valley, the shadow of death. Jesus is with us, our shepherd, 
in the sorrow of dark valleys. There is great sorrow that swells up inside of us at times. There is great sorrow because of experience, a loss of a loved one. Especially as we think about the Christmas season, that empty seat at the table that for so many years they were there. Maybe it's through the divorce and your family being split and trying to have to go from one place to another, try to accommodate every single one. There's a loss of that time, that moment in the past. Maybe there's sorrow because the loss of a job this season. David is reflecting here on the dark valleys. And if we jump into the Christmas story, sometimes we overlook there's great sorrow in the midst of Matthew chapter 2. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up! Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, I will call my son out of Egypt. Verse 16, Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. There's great sorrow in Bethlehem. There is great sorrow and darkness in the valley because all the children, all the male children, two years and younger, are killed during this time. There is crying and weeping. And this is what Jesus is entering into. He is entering into our world and knows that there are sorrow and there's darkness and there's pain and there's hurt. And He chooses to enter in because He is the Good Shepherd. He doesn't want to just enter into your life because things are good. He wants to enter in and walk through the sorrows, the valley of death with you. And it doesn't matter how long we have been a Christian or not, He is dwelling and wants to dwell even more in our hearts and minds and souls and strength. Because He does not want to leave you to walk through the pain and the darkness by yourself. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the one who leaves the flock on the hill to search for the one. He's the one who steps into the mud and picks up the little lamb that's stuck and lifts him up onto his shoulders and carries him back. There is great sorrow 
in the Christmas story right from the beginning. And even though I don't believe God wanted that to happen, He was able to use it to tell us that this pain and this hurt is why I have come into the world. And finally, Jesus with us, our shepherd, in the joy of goodness and mercy. David's story doesn't end us in the dark valley. The shepherd moves in our lives and moved in David's life. In the history of David, he moved him out of the darkness, out of the things that were going on in the kingdom of Israel. And was that shepherd and that guiding force. And He is wanting to do it in your life today. He wants to move you into green pastures. But most importantly, He wants to move you Verse 6 of Psalm 23. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. I will live in the house of the Lord forever. He wants to restore your relationship to the Father. Not just a simple one-time event. But every single day, He wants to help you make your life more like His life. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, wants to mold in you and repair the relationship. Repair that was broken by sin. To restore all in you that the Father has in store. So many times I have used this passage at funerals and kind of glossed over the hope side that's connected into Scripture, into the Christmas story. I've never made that connection. There's great hope when we're in the midst of what's going on. But looking at the idea of the shepherd... The shepherd is not just showing up in the pain and the sorrow. The shepherd is showing up today. Maybe you've got great joys and great celebrations. And he wants to show up in those. But maybe you find yourself struggling. Maybe there's great sadness and depression of losing a loved one. Or being disconnected from somebody that you want so earnestly to be in relationship with. I don't know what dark valley you might be going through. But I know somebody who does. And the Good Shepherd wants to enter into your life. The Good Shepherd 
wants to continue to walk with you and walk beside you. So this season, as we celebrate Christmas, let's not buy into the lie that the world tells us. That if God is with me, I'll have all joy and no sorrow. We know it's false. But there's times when we buy into that lie. There's times when we buy in that there must be something wrong then. That God really isn't a good shepherd. Let's hold on to the truth of God's Word. That God is with us. God is with you. And He is your shepherd. And it doesn't matter if you're going through the joy or the sorrow. He will walk with you. As the worship team comes, I'm going to invite you. You don't have to raise your hand or come to the altar. But I'd ask you today, Do you trust Jesus to be your shepherd? Are you allowing Him to move in such a way in your life that you're releasing control to Him? Will you not just read a devotional or read a commentary on the Good Shepherd? But will you step into experiencing Him. Will you stand and worship?